0: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: So you're a freshman in college and you grew up in California, but you've moved all the way to New York and you're like ready to start your new life. But you had a pretty good high school life. Like you were a jock and stuff. You were a swimmer. Um, and you run into on campus, you run into this girl that you went to high school with, but like you weren't really friends. Like I think you maybe signed her yearbook of graduation, but like you barely know her and uh, you're like, oh, my God, it's crazy that you ended up at the same college as me. I thought you were going to Stanford. And she's like, yeah, um, crazy. And then she, like, runs away. And you're like, what the <gasps> fuck, that's weird. Then later you have a conversation on the roof at a party, and she tells you that what happened, the reason she was acting all squirrely was because the reason she came to University of New York was for you. Her name's Felicity, and she decided to go to college for you all the way across the country. What do you do?
3: This is same day shipping the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships.
4: I'm Colin.
2: I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan.
4: I'm Patrick. It seems like a bit much.
5: I mean, yeah, well like what what is your responsibility to this person? Like is nothing, right?
3: I mean, I think I would feel a little bit
4: freaked. Yeah. yeah. Cuz they're all but Confessing a, a four year secret crush.
2: Yes, and that they made like big changes in their personal life, mm-hmm. which I guess mm. you don't necessarily know that part. But like that, I mean, that is part of it. They changed their life plan to see. They kind of did like the big gesture mm-hmm. t- to see you.
5: And and you didn't you didn't have a, a relationship prior to this. You're saying
2: no. You said in the yearbook like um Hackus. i'm sorry
4: hack have a kick-ass summer
3: oh I don't never th- had that one i knew hags yeah i knew never change too cool I to knew, be forgotten um <laughs> <laughs> what's the other one uh uh keep it keep it cool like yeah, stay keep cool, cool. Keep stay it cool. cool
5: don't don't change we already say that
2: yeah never change yeah Um, but no, he said something like, uh, I always thought you were really cool. I wish we'd gotten to know each other better, you know, good luck with your life. I'm sure you'll do great things.
5: Mm -hmm. Oh boy. That, that is a goodbye. I'll never see you again. uh, But a a warm one.
2: A
4: warm
3: one. Yeah. But the thing about
4: Hackus is that is a goodbye. I'll never see you again that you don't have to think about.
3: Also, yeah, like, also, like, I don't even know you. Like, this one Yeah, is- he
2: thoughtfully
4: wrote a thing in her yearbook, mm-hmm.
2: but it wasn't an invitation to come move to New York.
4: hmm
5: No, usually those are pretty explicit.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> but also, New York, what, population of, like, seven or eight million? She doesn't need to be invited by him. That's a good point. They have an open-door policy.
5: I mean, also, people go to colleges for stupider reasons.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are you going to do, like, I don't know, like, whisk her away from her boyfriend who's an RA and then have a five-year dramatic soap opera relationship that includes a time jump and a magic thing?
4: There's magic in Felicity?
2: There is in the final season. Uh, They what? do magic to what if, because, um, <laughs> like, Felicity in the early show, it's a triangle between her RA and then the guy she went to high school with that she has a crush on. Mm-hmm. and she chooses the guy she went to high school with but she uh, stays with him for for a long time and eventually he cheats on her and she's sad and so she gets her friend to do a spell and the spell <laughs> ah! this is like seriously the last like three episodes of the show what Holy there's sh- there's actual magic and and the show is not magic mm-hmm. there's no magic in the show but then this they do a spell and this- <laughs> Felicity goes back in time and changes the night, like, she the night she officially chose Ben, she chooses Noel instead.
4: This, so this, this is- just feels like J.J. Abrams, like, priming his pump a little bit when he thinks no one is watching. A
2: hundred percent. And, like, then he did shows where you could do shit like that and, like, wave your hands never. and make it make sense.
4: And he never looked back.
2: Yeah. But, like, no, Felicity was not a magic show, but it ends with a magic and then, but Felicity is felicity with all of her future. I guess that would have been a better hot take. Felicity is Felicity <laughs> with all her current knowledge. Like she knows about the future that she lived when she goes back in time. Did oh. you? She's also very freaked out about it, right? Because like mm. would you really change anything if you actually knew everything? It's like a domino and more like you are s- a domino.
5: Mm. Mm. um, did you guys see the uh that clip from the finale of the Blacklist? Oh my god! That like
3: PlayStation (laughs) Two stuff.
5: So they animated it because like they were filming it when like everything uh, shut down, Mm -hmm. and so they like animated the end of it. And there's never been like animated shit on the show before, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds a lot like this uh, Felicity being like, "Oh fuck, I don't know. We need time travel to explore this."
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She can't just have regrets. She has to because like every show about a reunion is about regrets, right? Like she couldn't just have a reunion and have regrets. They had to have her go back, travel back in time. I think Brian Posehn is in it. It's very cool. Ah. but she yeah, she goes back in time with her current knowledge, and that's honestly a premise for a different show, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like that's an interesting show. If like it you're... feels
4: like a Charmed, but you have to get them back to the regular reality by the end yes. of the episode,
2: right? Well, they, I think they do like it's like a three or four episode arc. Oh, and also this is talk. This is just Felicity finale talk. Uh, a character dies in one version of like in the real in like the one we've been watching like she dies in the post college life Mm -hmm. and then they do this like she the girl goes back in time we don't see her do Felicity doesn't do anything to save her friend but somehow when everything gets righted the friend is alive in there
4: Mm -hmm. butterfly effect Mm. right but
2: she, you're supposed to just go back to her real t- timeline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh you know what I was it's just like they ha- forgot they killed her
4: I was just having this conversation today about how like, how much like, retcon is in Back mm-hmm. to the Future 2 um, like the whole thing with needles being introduced the character played by Flea and the whole concept mm-hmm. of him being uh, you know like not liking being called a chicken and stuff like that And they play it as if that was part of the character all along, but really it's invented in the sequel. And then I thought about it. It's because he's rich in this timeline and he has like, uh, he has a different perspective of the world and who he is. Like Marty McFly gets plopped in and he remembers both realities, but he, uh, He's technically in that timeline, lived a different life, and is a different person. Well, wait, but does he remember? Does both, he Brianna? remember both? Because
5: he's surprised <laughs> that there's a truck for him yeah. to take to the lake with Jennifer.
4: But he's yeah. that Marty. There isn't another Marty of that timeline waiting. No, that he well, has because to avoid. that Marty
5: got into a different time machine and uh, went back to a different version of 1955.
4: It's like multiversey.
2: Yeah, that's how. Like the bed that Marty wakes up in. Mm -hmm. is the same bed that a different Marty went to bed in the night before and
4: And then snuck out to go
2: uh, time travel.
4: And then where does that Marty go?
2: That's a great question.
5: There was a night that uh, Ryan came over, I think so that we could play um sabacc right yeah uh, and we ended up mapping out all of the characters in back to the future including the the different martys and different docs yeah.
2: which if you've never played Sabak, it's not part of the game <laughs>
5: no, no <this> is, <laughs> that's a different activity entirely
2: we just like st- stumbled upon this activity and got very serious about it mm-hmm. and because <clears throat> there's there's a lot of levels and then there's also and we Which is something that often comes up when people talk about the multiple things, but there is a Jennifer who Mm. is left in a timeline that isn't her own in the garbage,
5: (laughs) right? And she's just left
4: there. She wakes up and it's all fine. Doc assures us.
5: Well, and that version of Jennifer is in a different version of nine, like a the final version of nineteen eighty-five, because she has the facts uh, saying you're fired which changes
4: yeah and wait she doesn't stay there's no version of jennifer that we see that stays in the garbage because the cops pick her up and bring her to the future mcfly home you're
2: right she doesn't stay in the garbage she stays in a world where that's not her house
5: there's a the 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 point is oh, a she has different- to
4: stay and <laughs> she stays in the one where their neighborhood is like violent is that yeah what you're talking about mm-hmm. gotcha
2: uh, but the point is, there's a lot going on. Yes. I think it's interesting. We didn't think of what if the Marty's were integrating.
5: <laughs> well, there there does seem to be some sort of like timeline collapsing onto themselves and like old timelines that cease to exist. But that's hard to prove,
2: right? But if timelines cease to exist, then how do people? How does Marty in the original movie cease to exist?
3: Well, he starts- Wouldn't
2: there yeah. just if there's infinite time, like?
3: Yeah, I think that the 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 model of of of, of this one of, of back to the future is not a multiverse model. It's like a looper model, right?
4: Well, no, I think there is multiverse brought up in back to the future 2 cuz when he goes to bad uh when he goes to like Biff town, I, yeah. I can't remember the name of yeah. where they live. Um but when he goes to Biff town Doc tells him that he can't just go back in time because they'll be going back in time in the new timeline that they are now in.
3: Right, so it's like Looper.
2: Yes, is that but the looper back
4: theory? To, but I
2: it think goes so. goes back to what okay. you said at the beginning, Colin. The theory of time travel and Back to the Future 2 and what Back to the Future 2 is, is not... You have to do a lot of flips to get it to be consistent to Back to the Future 1.
3: Because, yeah, because I, I think it's that they're in, in that... V- World, there's only one timeline. There's only Mm. one time, and it's like whatever you do changes it. So, like when he's like, I, I just want to go back. I mean, Back to the Future Two is tricky because I feel like it does does not really jive completely. Like it's like what Ryan said.
5: Mm. Yeah, it kind of presents like two different ideas at once, right? That there that there are alternate timelines, and that I'm starting to confuse myself. I don't, know. I don't know how much longer I can talk
4: about Back was, to the Future. I was just I trying know. to figure out how Felicity saved her friend's life.
2: I mean, the other piece is it could be like a more of a, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure time travel situation where like, just leave a note somewhere saying, don't get in your car on this date.
4: And then it happens.
2: Yeah. Which to me is the, I think back to, I think Bill and Ted is one of the cleanest versions.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because they just say, oh, we'll go back and fix that. Oh, did it. Cool. Yeah. Moving on and then we don't have to we don't have to actually see the butterfly effect effect. We're just mm-hmm. like, okay. We already we we'll go back in time and fix that. So maybe felicity somehow. I mean, but that would have been an interesting scene to see on television. <laughs> I think sometimes it's like they have to bring people back from the dead because there's unfinished business or they, you know, they're still moving around even though they're dead. Right,
5: like they're shambling through like a zombie. Ooh. Ooh. We're doing zombie ships today, uh, and that is because uh, finally, after multiple delays, The Last of Us Part Two is coming out.
2: We think. We
4: think. Allegedly,
2: we believe as of the time of that's
4: right. Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't it be fun if uh, the day that this episode released, that not only is Last of Us out, but the uh, New Mutants movie drops? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that would be pretty cool if
5: all of the things that we were talking about being unreleased two weeks ago were uh suddenly yeah. <laughs> officially released
2: yeah it would kind of overwhelm me to yeah, me be too. honest there'd
4: be yeah. so much to do today but first <laughs> listen to our podcast
2: yeah <laughs> priorities
4: um but so we're talking about zombie ships um sure are you got a zombie ship oh, i got a
5: zombie ship um did any of you play an Xbox, original Xbox game by the name of Dead
4: Rising. Oh, I no, remember that. It. really familiar. It's kind of it's a shoot 'em up, right? And so
5: not really. Dead Rising is okay. um it's like an open world game set in a mall that is overrun oh, yes. by zombies.
4: And it's about like collecting components and making improvised weapons and sort of like upgrading and just being a, it's like a gta kind of model where it's about havoc right kind
5: of yeah i mean it's it's it, it's, okay. it, it is a it's about a lot of things um, because mm-hmm. you you uh, live in this mall for like a, an in one in game week and there are various things that like pop off in the mall that like you can you can address. There are like psychopaths who you know have taken the zombie chaos to like you know forge crazy new identities where like they fight you and are super villains basically. Um, and then there are also like all these survivors, and so you can spend your time uh, rescuing survivors or eliminating psychopaths or just fortifying yourself um, to like escape. Um, and the the protagonist of this game is a photojournalist by the name of Frank West. Um and Frank is great. I love him uh because he is so detached from everything that's going on. Um like he's uh he talks like such a big game about like, oh yeah, I've I, I've covered wars and like, you know, I've been to uh you know battle zones and like, you know, I I just wherever I go, I just like take pictures of stuff and I don't care about danger. Um and even when you like rescue everyone and like do your best to be a genuine fucking hero as Frank. Like it just feels like slimy and gross the whole time. <laughs> um, but so I, I wanted, I wanted to ship Frank with someone else who like goes on a bunch of adventures and is mostly just mm-hmm. interested in the adventure. Like there's maybe someone that they're saving or like, uh, something that they're recovering, but mostly you can tell they're just in it for the goddamn adventure. um, so I want to ship Frank West with Indiana Jones. Ah, because Indiana Jones, okay. he's, Look, he's going to the the jungles of South America. He's going to you know the uh, temples of doom, uh, and
4: <laughs> and like he's going on last crusade. He, he, yeah,
5: he's going uh, into a spaceship. Um, and he just.
2: No, he just watches aliens arrive to get there. And they're
5: interdimensional and not from outer space. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, But he always, Indiana Jones always has, he's always dragging along someone with him who doesn't want to fucking be there. Um, yeah. And I wish he could just have Frank West, who A, is going to take some great pictures, mm-hmm. but B, also just wants to be on the adventure as much as he does.
3: I like this. Yeah. And I don't know if it, now, is he,
2: like, what is his tood, Frank? Does he have, like... Because I'm starting to picture, like, Mummy and that guy who hangs out with Mummy guy.
5: <laughs> uh, wait, which guy who hangs wait, out with Mummy guy?
2: Rick, and then there's, like, the slick guy who hangs like out with Like, the face him. tattoo guy? No.
4: The skinny guy who's, like, the... the skinny guy. Oh, no, no, no. So
5: he's he's way cooler than, than skinny guy. Oh, like, okay. Um, okay. Frank West is, like... He is battle-hardened, right? Like... Um, you can't really do anything to freak him out
2: does he make jokes uh kinda but Indiana Jones has a big sense of humor and I don't know if he could be with someone who doesn't get the humor Mm. so
3: I think that would bum him out but I also think Indiana Jones needs somebody that's gonna less make jokes and more laugh at his like be you know Indiana Jones needs someone that's gonna be very amused by him oh
2: yeah so that yeah. I guess that's the question, is Frank amu- is Frank able to be amused So
5: whether or not Frank is able to be genuinely amused, he's gonna be mm-hmm. a good like uh ass kiss, like in the right like oh. to, to like infiltrate really? places Yeah, well like I, and maybe not in like a, a sincere way, but in a way that like you know, he he's doing it to like hang with the guys, you know what I mean? Where like okay. he'll laugh at a joke that he that is like too off color for him or that he doesn't like because he knows it'll get him more access. So I think.
2: So is he going to betray Indiana Jones? Like almost everyone who's ever been close to him?
5: Yeah, probably. So we can take some like rad pics of like a human sacrifice <laughs> yeah. of Indiana Jones. Oh, uh. like Indiana
2: Jones will like make a deal with somebody to be like, okay, I if you let me help you and get this artifact, I'm not going to tell anyone about what happened yeah. here. And then Frank published mm-hmm. the at 100.
5: Well, because look, he's going to get paid for those pics too.
2: Yeah. No, I like this now. This I'm into it. People, people betraying Indiana Jones is kind of <laughs> yeah.
4: Really it's pretty hit. good.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's always gonna win in the end. He'll be fine.
4: Well, it's just it's crucial to the second act.
2: Yeah, I uh,
5: I just watched Temple of Doom last night, um, and uh, it is amazing how much that movie is like. Now just watch the characters suffer for thirty minutes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. brutal. Mm-hmm. It's weird because like even though that movie is like low-key racist and let's not even just say low-key yeah. i still really like it <laughs> I'm, i really like that movie do you
2: like it how does it rank among the indiana jones for you
3: secretly it's my favorite <gasps> one wow yeah mm. i know i know it's sacrilegious for me to say that it's okay um and it's like it. racist against like my people and yet mm-hmm. i'm still like you know what though there's something about it that i like i think it's because it's, it's purely nostalgic i think if i had seen it For the first time now, I would not like it the most. Um, But yeah.
4: Yeah. The thing about that one that I've just am like impressed with is how far off genre they go. Like that's really the thing I like about uh, Temple of Doom is that they were that Spielberg was like, we're just doing like a different kind of adventure. And then yeah. when that was poorly received, they're like, "Okay, we'll make two more of the exact same kind of adventure as the first one." Um, but I, I don't know. I, it is well, the thing is like fun. The, the
5: Temple of Doom gets around to being the same kind of adventure, um, like at, at the end um, when they start to like ride around in the mine carts and stuff like that. Feels like yeah. uh, kind of like yeah, classic Um And like the beginning of that movie is like a straight up uh, James Bond scene. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like in the club, and like you know the the diamond and all the ice on the on the floor, and like people are scrambling around for like he needs the the antidote. Um, so it feels like mm-hmm. they they do two different kinds of adventures and get to do uh like genuine Indiana Jones stuff in the end.
4: Yeah, totally. You're right.
0: Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
5: Anyone else have a zombie ship?
3: I do. Um, okay, so I was thinking of um, zombies. They infect people. They are similar to the Zerg. Mm. Are we? Are we? Are we kind of? Does that kind of fit? I don't know what the Zerg is. Okay, the Zerg is from StarCraft. Okay. Um, and there is a. Character called Sarah Kerrigan. She um, is also known as the Queen of Blades. Uh, she was a human, um, a psionic human, so she had, like, psychic abilities. And um, basically, like, she was experimented on a lot. Like, didn't really have any chance to be a normal person. Huh. And then she gets infected by the Zerg.
2: Wait, is the Zerg like the Borg? Like, it's is like the, the
3: Borg. Okay. So the Zerg basically is, like... A variety of species. Mm-hmm. And like earthlings basically are called terrans. Okay. Um, so like it's like terrans and like other species that have all been like taken over by the zerg to become part of uh of the zerg. So it's kind of boring. Yeah, borgy.
5: it's it's got like yeah. a collective okay. thing going on there.
3: Yeah. And she, because she is so psionically powerful, um, is able to she becomes basically the queen of blades which is like the the leader of the zerg. Oh. And cool. she's like the big bad of um of of the StarCraft series. Okay. And her like her character has been like people really like her and and she's inspired like books and like she her character has been explored a lot. Okay. Um so I feel like she I want this to be like maybe Right before she becomes Queen of Blades, like maybe she's like infected by the Zerg, but because in my mind this is so this is kind of a like non-canon because like some of it doesn't line up, whatever. But in my Wait, mind,
2: I'm sorry, Kelly, you're gonna propose a ship that isn't canon.
4: <laughs> you know so what of character? You know what? I'm not gonna allow it this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy shit!
4: Canon, canon ships only, ships Kelly only. I'm um, glad I got so-
5: Indiana Jones, Frank Weston before
4: that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> right under the wire. Well, Patrick, the you're, wire. you're just grandfathered in then.
3: Ooh. Um. So she, uh, in my mind, she's like psychic, like her psychic powers are strong enough that she's still kind of like aware. mm mm-hmm. uh, And like is kind of still, I mean, the problem is she's never really been a self because she's been like under the control of like somebody at some point. Yeah um but you know the, the Sarah is somewhere in there right while she's also like kind of becoming stronger and like scarier she looks really tight you should look at look it up if you want to see what she looks like queen of blades she looks awesome um and so this since this is happening in space i was thinking there's another character that lives in space that is also extremely extremely powerful has also like ps- psychic ish powers their biotic powers I'm thinking of Jack from Mass Effect 2, who, and 3 as a kind of a an NPC cameo, um, mm-hmm. who also has been experimented on her whole life, was known as Project Zero, uh, has been- That's rude. Isn't that mean?
4: <laughs> Project Zero to Hero.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and Maybe, like, I don't if, know what happens. Even so, it's, it's still kind of rude. You're still calling someone as Hero.
4: A <laughs> oh, it's like, you know, it's Teen Hercules. It gets better. <laughs>
3: It does get better for him. But so she, like, it, when you play Mass Effect, like, she likes when you do, like, Renegade stuff and, like, she's very about, like, vengeance and, like. Okay. And all that stuff. So I think that they meet. And in my mind, Jack is the one that, like, pushes Sarah to become Queen of Blades and, like, take over the very thing that took oh, her cool. over. Oh, yeah. So, like, I think that. She and and they're all about vengeance and like you know uh I think that Queen of Blades kind of sets the Zerg out to like kill and and help help because Jack could definitely do it by herself but yeah. help Jack kill the people that have wronged her. Um, I love it, and so that's just my ship. Is that it's it's Team just rage? Vengeance. No, that that's yeah, super. Vengeance cool. and rage.
5: Um, I I love one of the things I love about um, uh Kerrigan is that she is like it could be read as such a tragic story, but like she's just such a like badass as like the ruler of the Zerg that like no one celebrates her as like a like she's not seen in the fan community as like a victim of anything she's like she's this amazing figure at the heart of the Starcraft like uh universe it's so cool
3: yeah it's really cool I I do like that too I like that it's not just like oh poor Sarah it's like She's living her best life right now. She looks amazing. <laughs> she has like bone wings. It's it's like truly like glow
4: up. I mm-hmm. want this to
2: be a a show. I want to watch this.
4: Yeah. Like extreme Zerg makeover.
2: <laughs> well, I want yes, it should be called extreme Zerg makeover. Uh, StarCraft is a weak name. And I think it should be paired, even though I know Netflix doesn't do pairings, but it should be paired with Witcher. That's mm. how I picture it in my mind. Yes. Mm. So no, it is. So I want that, that level of like weird camp, but I want like just as much focus on the quote unquote villains
3: as the heroes. Yes. Mm. Yes, I agree. I agree.
4: That would be. As really long cool. as we get a Porcupine Knight cameo, I'm in.
3: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my ship. I like, I like it. it too. Thank it's you. a good one. Thank you.
5: Colin, do you have a zombie ship?
4: Uh, I do. So could you imagine how frustrating it would be as a musician if you're like, you're like well-established, you've had a, you know, commercial successes, it's, it's been good to you. And you're like, you know what? A gig's a gig. I'll go play this private event because like, hey, you know, it's, it's a night, it's fun to work. I love to perform. And then you're killed by zombies oh, as a result. A Could you imagine how frustrating that would be?
2: Yeah. Especially for you because you're a musician.
4: Exactly. So I think the only thing that would, like, sort of heal that wound is if you found out that pretty much the exact same thing happened to one of your contemporaries and you guys meet up now as zombies and start, like, a. Zombie super group where you're a rock band and you go on tour eating brains and causing hell. So, causing
2: hell. Well, you know, raising, they, hell, you're causing ca- it.
4: raising <laughs> havoc and causing hell.
2: <laughs> okay, so is this based on characters? Yes, or are these OCs? Okay.
4: No, no. This is uh, this is
2: his ship is just OCs. (laughs) It would make me happy if one of us did. I'm just putting that out there. Episode whatever we're on, just so everyone knows. If one day you come to the table with some OCs,
4: (laughs) that's a really good idea for a
3: full on episode. Like OCs, just we have to just sell them, and we're like, okay.
2: Okay, no, who are these people, Colin? Uh,
4: One of them is Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. Um, Okay. Because this scenario befalls him in uh, iZombie, the CW series. He goes to play this, like, corporate event um, at the, like, facility where zombies are being tested on, and they created the energy drink that led to the zombie apocalypse and whatnot. Um and during the show uh a bunch of zombies get created in a hallway when uh employees are doing drugs and drinking supermax, which is the uh formula of energy drink that creates zombieism.
2: Does Rob Thomas guest on iZombie?
4: Yes, Rob Thomas plays himself in iZombie.
2: I need to get back on that show.
4: It's really great. And Oh, and uh, by the
2: way, there's an inside joke there that- here that I think
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't know
2: if everybody listening will know. Uh, the creator of the show I Zombie is named
4: Rob Thomas,
2: mm-hmm. but and not that Rob Thomas.
4: Yeah, so they finally like, and actually, they it's like a runner that Steven Weber's character loves Rob Thomas, the musician. And then I yes. think this is like the final note in that okay. joke because is... I remember
2: that joke, but I didn't realize that actual Rob Th- Matchback Twenties Rob Thomas. That's a good
4: mm-hmm. ex- escalation of that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so who's he? Who's he loving and causing hell with?
4: Uh, Dexter Holland, the lead singer of The Offspring, who was killed by the titular Idle Hand in Idle Hands. If you remember that nineteen ninety nine, does, does Idle Teen. Hands
2: make you zombies?
4: Uh, it did for Seth Green and uh, what's his name? Ah, that's Foggy right. Nelson. <laughs> So they get together. I think like the pop grooves of uh, you know um, Rob Thomas's work and the uh, sort of you know pop punk. Like certainly their older stuff is a little harder edge yeah. of the Offspring.
2: But we also know Rob Thomas. He's a crossover king. He, yes. Could we ever forget the Summer of Smooth? Oh, I man. never will.
4: I think about it every day. <laughs>
2: It's a hot one, y'all. Um,
5: what, so, what does that sound like filtered <laughs> through zombies? Though, do, like, do, does music become more lethargic when performed by zombies, or does that not matter? Is it just more violent?
4: Well, I think there's. Oh, maybe it's like a. Um, like who's a uh, who's a good example? It's like kind of like a sludge thing, you know, like a lot of like yeah. interludes and like minute and a half long uh, buildups of just like a lot of feedback and distortion, and then like. It gets like aggressive, but with a Rob Thomas hook, I think it could be a pretty good band.
2: Yeah, I would try it on Spotify. <laughs> I'm not gonna like
3: buy an album. No. Yeah, no, but I would listen. I would listen to it, and if it honestly, if it came on from like a suggested buy, you know what I mean. I'm listening mm-hmm. to something, and then that comes mm-hmm. on. I would, I would keep listening.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, give it a I, chance.
4: Yeah, and it's gonna make it into like the horror playlist and stuff because it's like the first publicly out zombie band.
2: Yeah,
5: people. No, checking. I like this. It's worth it's them. worth checking out. Yeah, that's good. That's a that's a good ship, Colin. Solid.
4: Uh, do you think we should uh, answer a question from I think Twitter? We should get it? A...
2: Yes, please. Did
5: we not get a, a Mogi?
2: Yeah, oh, that was. Fuck. I mean, that's okay, Colin. It, it... No, I'm
4: sorry. I just I lost track. I'm sorry, Mogi. <laughs>
2: it's okay i mean mine is pretty generic and it's not that good and i guess you know you probably sense that
4: oh wow this is not Um, good
2: but talking about zombies is weird right because right now because my tood because times and my tood for a long time about zombies stories especially fairly realistic ones is like the answer is just stay away from zombies (laughs) because zombies Unless it's it, I Zombie has this very special premise where like the zombification comes from a uh, a thing you ingest, mm-hmm. but I've always been like, oh, every, if everyone just like starved the zombies,
5: there'd be no more zombies. Yeah, we
2: would all just be okay. Like then the zombie virus would just like be gone, and then we could just like live. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's harder than I thought it was. Um, but my zombie ship is very like I did not get very uh. I didn't try very. I didn't go very like A to C on this.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: it's just from my favorite zombie movie, which yeah. is Shaun of the Dead. Um, and I think we've talked about Shaun and Ed before, and I think that that friendship is really cool. But I feel like the the rom com of Shaun and Liz, and then part of that is Ed is like their sidekick. It is yeah. very much like a Yumi and Dupree situation.
0: Um. <laughs>
2: But, like, they're, how both Liz and Sean, kind of their relationship grows up through the course of the movie. For, for both of them, I think Liz starts to, like, see Sean a little bit better. And Sean kind of figures out how to communicate better and how to be a better partner. And then by the end of the uh, movie, you're confident in them being together. Whereas at the beginning of the movie, you totally understand why she dumps him. Um, so that's my ship, Sean and Liz. No, that's, that's I mean,
5: it's, uh, like you say, a... a- it's a good but it's one. it's a good one. It's a classic. Thanks. Um, And I agree that, like, by the end of the movie, it makes sense, like, not only why they would be together, like, during the zombie apocalypse, but that, like, why their mm-hmm. dynamic works, like, carrying forward in, like, the real world.
2: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very Edgar Wright in that they have to get steeped in the things that were yeah. their problems in yeah. On their yeah. Side. That's that dramatic irony he likes to employ.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um now Colin, would you like to read a-, a question from Twitter?
4: I don't know, I'm not really <laughs> in the mood anymore
3: oh wait you're pouting i know why are you pouting (laughs) this is like master level manipulation
4: yeah what you do is wrong someone and then try to make them think it's their fault somehow um oh wow yeah
2: developing some real skills in quarantine if you would like to have
5: your questions (laughs) read and and answered on this show you can tweet at us at shippledips that shipple like nipple and dips like nips or email us at shippledips show at gmail.com
4: uh so this question comes from at mellow yellow mel And uh, they write, Shippledips, my BF has headcanon where the infomercial for the magic bullet happens the morning after a house orgy. Do you guys have any commercial ships as well? Are you guys familiar with this sexy magic bullet ad?
2: I think it's just that there's so many people at the house trying different things in the magic bullet. It has yeah. this vibe of like the whole neighborhood came over. Yeah. To, it was someone to, like, does
4: someone sit on it? What? Well, no,
3: like they were like, no, remember all the fun stuff we tried last night? Let's try some stuff with food.
2: Yeah. So, like, let's make guacamole and green smoothies and uh,
3: chocolate mousse. Ooh, We can huh. do it all with the magic bullet. Mm-hmm. It What's has that? a very, like, let's try something vibe. Because they, they, they're riding high on all the success of everything they tried the night before. Right. It's interesting
5: to like lump that in with ships though. Right? Like
3: Like do we yeah. ship anybody?
4: Yeah, it sounds well, okay. like what? it sounds like now her... our
3: ships are just That's basically orgies yeah. with
4: characters. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Melody's boyfriend is just uh happy that everyone had a good time last night.
5: You know what this question makes me think of is the uh the Folgers commercial where the um the brother mm-hmm. comes home from wherever um and
4: Yes, with a steaming, steaming sexual Steaming sexual tension. tension with his sister. With his yeah.
5: sister. Um, which I know, I think we've probably brought up on the show before. Um, and I know there was like a time that like it was uh, big on Twitter that people were talking about it. Um, but like, and someone did like a big expose on it, like interviewed um, like a bunch of people who were involved, except for the actress who played the sister, who, uh, which just leads me to believe that she's taken shit about that her entire life. Um, yes. So I won't dwell on it here, but I just wanted to bring that one up.
4: I do remember you bringing that up. Um, that's it's like this strange fate that befalls people if they get in the wrong ad, like the the sister, the Folger sister, the Peloton husband. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're now you're just yeah linked to that forever that
2: yeah and I think I probably mentioned this before but I have to talk about my o t p of commercial couples, which is the old couple who do the swiffer mm, they're just so cute and they <laughs> swiffer everything mm-hmm. and they mm. clearly love each other you okay, know what, so my- that's like I got it that's untouchable,
3: okay. I have an no t p all right, everybody involved in the commercial uh that's for a dishwasher, and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do oh. it every night. I I hate
2: that commercial. I'm like, I do it every night. And you're like, you, I live, the one girl goes, I live alone and I do it every night.
3: Yeah. Also like, load your
2: dishwasher every every night. night. What the fuck are you up to? girl? Also
3: like, like literally it only sounds like you're talking about doing dishes. Like it doesn't sound like a sexual, like I get what they're trying to do. Like, Ooh, it could Mm. mean we're talking about sex, but I'm like, but it's so obvious. You're not like, it's very, it seems like you're talking from minute one. It seems like you're talking about doing dishes so like the joke doesn't fucking work i'm sorry mm-hmm. to whoever worked on that commercial
2: <laughs> you know what one i
3: also don't
2: ship and mm. it's more just like you're in a bad marriage get out mm. and it's the jake from state farm commercial oh yeah oh yeah
3: the, like the distrust. It's over
2: this this relationship has been, is dead man walking it's been over mm-hmm. if you watch that and you think it's cute and it reminds you of your relationship i hate to break it to you
3: no get out. yeah like, it's over i'm sorry but like there's distrust there and why is it there Someone's not doing mm-hmm. their job. Mm. And it's either because wife is distrustful because she's having an affair, or wife is distrustful mm-hmm. because you're messing. Well, I I that's
5: okay. I suspect I f- that he's messing. Wait, no, do you I do like not. that
3: commercial, Patrick? I,
5: I, I hate the commercial. Okay <laughs> I hate that it has found a second life with the new Jake from State Farm. Like fucking yeah. A.
4: <laughs> like Ooh, a sequel. So cool. I like I, the one where the uh the young wife is concerned about her husband uh, becoming his father and yeah. so they so they have to refinance their mortgage or something. I forget mm-hmm. what the moral of the story you mean the is. Product yeah. they're trying to sell. I just I Yeah, I forget the, pro- the moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> oh,
2: that's funny.
4: Capitalism okay. has truly run away. Right.
2: And usually this is not my jam and as evidenced in multiple episodes of the show. I'm sort of thinking that I ship when the people call uh Discover and they talk to somebody about Ooh. like them credit card issues and it's like them? Yeah. And yeah. They relate so
3: fully to each other?
4: Disco- discussions with those oh. Discover gangers? Yeah,
3: <sighs> you're 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 exciting Colin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You know which one I like? I thought like? you
4: were talking about if I was in that commercial that the other version would be exciting. Because Colin. you are boring Colin.
3: You know which one I like? That I think <laughs> yeah. I I think it's like a good um way to like just show that this family's kind of silly and they give each other shit. Yeah. Is the one where like the whole family is like talking about the dad but he's alive but they're talking about him like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the commercial is but they're just like, you know, dad always did this and like they're like, it's like testimonials, like they're sitting on the couch. And then he's like, I'm live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. That's really funny. I like that one. Okay.
2: Here's, now you're saying when you like, I'm going to say when I don't like. And I don't think it's like, I don't ship it. It's just like, yeah. it makes me not want to be in that family. Sure. Like you're when you're telling me, I, I want to be in that family. that yes. seems like fun. Yes. This one makes me so annoyed every time. It's the one where the mom of two, uh two football players like jj watt and some other Oh one. my god and yes. she got gets the whole she goes out during a pandemic i don't know if it was shot during a pandemic but to my mind it's during a pandemic mm-hmm. she goes out and she gets everyone's sub sandwiches from subway their like, favorite big sandwiches and she Subway's. comes in Ugh. yes and she comes in and she's like uh tuna for jj and uh turkey for tj or whatever their names are and they're like uh apps actually it's turkey for me and tuna for him like what do you even know, mom? And it's like yeah. she just went out and bought your freaking food.
4: Well, oh, thank you. Man, that, that's some fucking regressive shit. Like they're acting like fourteen oh, but, year yeah, olds. Yeah, I
2: right. I called them football players. Right, I didn't say they are grown ass men who make millions of dollars a year playing professional. <laughs> also, sports.
3: like if even if it's the wrong one, just say thanks and then yeah. make the trade. Yeah, you get to you can have a cute moment with your
2: sibling where you like raise your eyebrow and you just like swap. Yeah.
4: Them. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's the kind of family I am in, so I guess I'm okay with being in that kind of family. But Don't, they're so mean to the mom. Yeah.
4: Don't be mean to Mama Watts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or
4: what?
2: Yeah. And you named your kids, like, the same name. JJ. Well, that's
4: why we named your brother Derek.
2: That You're oh, right. Oh, that's the button.
3: Is that the joke? Seriously?
2: That's the joke at the end. is I named your brother Derek because it's easier to remember which sub sandwich he likes.
4: Italian BMT, obviously. I I don't like
2: the idea
5: of people having favorite sandwiches from Subway. That on its own.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Favorite and go to, what's the line with Subway? Because I do have
3: a go to. I do have a go to as well.
2: But, like, you're right. I probably wouldn't call it a favorite unless I was in a commercial.
4: Like, yeah. your favorite sandwich is one from a different restaurant?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> my favorite sandwich is not here. Yeah. <laughs> you Subway is incapable of creating my favorite sandwich. Dude,
3: I don't know what the deal is with Subway, but, like, every time I eat Subway, I get yes. raging diarrhea. same. Oh, no. Well, okay, <laughs> hold on. That's not
2: appropriate. What is
4: your go-to? <laughs> oh, shit.
3: Sometimes it's turkey. So, I usually do okay. turkey, mm. or I'll do um, uh, veggie, or I'll do chicken i think it's their yeah, bread I think it's the
5: bread too okay their so it's not soft. like you're What's getting a hot are you getting?
3: uh i uh either the honey honey wheat thing the honey oat yeah that one hmm. or um sometimes i also go plain wheat okay nothing crazy
2: nothing crazy what mm-hmm. sauces are you putting on there?
3: every time it's regular i don't know mayo mustard Regular. what are regular you talking about sauce. Mayo sauce. I'll have
5: one drizzle <laughs> of regular sauce
3: <laughs> That's what's happening. You're asking for some weird sauce. They only yeah. pull out for you. Yeah, yeah. And that sauce is bad, dude. Because only me eating <laughs> it is old. <laughs> I I don't know what it is, dude. But like, it's like garden hose. Like I'll I'll eat it, and then like my tummy does that thing of like a wrench inside of a dryer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like boom boom boom, and I'm like uh oh. And then that night, sure as sure as the sun's gonna come up, garden hose. I don't know. I can't eat I don't there. Know.
2: See, that's the kind of commercial they should be making.
5: (laughs) Hey, guys. Two
1: relationships.
2: Two relationships. Two relationships.